Started the first day with nine wins. Day number two, 12 wins. People are, I was arguing yesterday with a client, a client because he ended up paying me after all this. He's like, How the hell did you get profit after the first day after the craziness? And it's because what Putin is learning that if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. You got to get collaboration, get people around you to start uh, helping you. Okay, so we got Scott, we got Chad, we got Dylan in the background somewhere, parts are unknown, and we're coming up with picks. So today, first game is going to be, what is the first game? First game North, is North Carolina Baylor. Carolina Baylor. North Carolina Baylor. All right, so first four games, Chad, hit us. All right, we got North Carolina Baylor, we are going North Carolina Tar Heels plus six, under 149, 49 and a half. Um, yeah, and it's tough because North Carolina all year they played six guys. The seventh guy was hurt. Finally, they get him back. So I was planning the whole year bidding against North Carolina round of 32 because of their lack of depth. Now, Baylor, Scott's telling me is hurt. Baylor blew out uh, Nickel State, but they still played just really 70 guys. Yeah. They should have pulled them out earlier. Uh, so I think the, the, you know, North Carolina has better basketball players. Baylor has better athletes. So who's going to get the whistle? Fundamentally sound. We're saying Baylor's due for a loss, but you can't bet – against them on the money line. So North Carolina plus six, right? Yep. Next game, we got Creighton and Kansas. Uh, we like Kansas minus 11 and a half. Um, it's up to 12 now. Uh, that probably is gonna kind of climb here for the next few hours. So I'd, I'd get on that Kansas line now. Um, then we got um, Tennessee, Michigan, and we're gonna go Michigan plus seven here. Um, you know, Tennessee shot really good yesterday. We see some some negative shooting regression. I think the public right here is going to be big on Tennessee. I know, like, really, when I first looked at this game, I was kind of all over Tennessee. It kind of took me really to, to look at this game unbiasedly to see that, you know, I think in this spot, two games in three days, Michigan saving all their best plays and stuff for this moment. Um, right. Seven points is a lot of points in this situation. I think Tennessee does win this game. I'm not really big on Michigan to win on the money line, but I, I think this game, Michigan keeps it close. We like Michigan to keep it close. And then, um, oh, we also like Scott loves the under in this one here. We got a uh, Well, one. Phil Martelli, right? So the big – when you're watching this game on the sidelines, the big, fat Italian guy is Phil Martelli, who's made me a lot of money all through the years. He used to be the coach of St. Joe's with the under. And he's a great coach as a dog. Remember when St. Joe's made it to the final eight with Phil Martelli as coach, but in the NCAA tournament, Atlantic 10 tournament, 
Phil Martelli, it's always been money under and catching in as a dog. Yeah, and if you remember before Chad goes on the last one, is Tennessee, two two things. Tennessee's number two in the country in defense since they lost to Kentucky in mid-January. Right, right. And if you you remember those A-10 tournaments when Martelli was coaching, they were always 55-52 type of games. Exactly. Phil Martelli, folks. (laughs) And the under. Scott was 3-0 with the unders yesterday. Right. Is that your four, Chad? Uh, last game is Richmond at Providence, and here I I I like Richmond to keep rolling, getting four points here. Um, I mean, I they maybe they don't win it, but I think this is going to be a close barn burner style game down to the wire. So we like Richmond plus the four. Yep. Right, and that's the way Coach Cooley likes to play. He likes to play those tight game, pounded inside. The only reason I'm not betting Richmond is because I think the, the Fraps are going to favor the Big East, and it should be like a football game. I mean, uh, two games in three nights, uh, Providence is going to get rough with uh, Richmond. And Richmond knows how to play that style, so that lends itself, right? It lends itself to the under again, and it lends itself to a close game at the end. Yeah, and, if yeah, you and remember, Providence can't shoot free throws. And if you so. remember in the last game, Providence was in total control against against San Diego State. They have 14. Right. And all of a sudden, San Diego State puts a run on them, and now all of a sudden it's a two, three-point game. So Prov- Providence has played close games all year. South long. Dakota State. Yes. It felt like San Diego State. It was South Dakota. South Dakota State. Excuse Jack me. Rabbits. They should have won the Jack Rabbits should have won that game. They just got a little tight. It's a yeah. little tightness yesterday. That that day, St. Peter's, they they weren't tight. I think that's one of the reasons they played so well because they weren't tight. They had no the most surprised team. They felt they won with St. Peter's, right? right. Exactly. So, yeah, you got to go for the last four, or or you want to throw in the last four. Your decision. Uh, no, I, I mean I got to get going, but I mean I can I can knock them out real quick. Go the ahead. Last four. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so we're going UCLA on the money line here. Um, I know Josh and Scott really like this under as well, 126. We like a lot. Then we um, Murray State minus eight and a half, minus nine. Get it now. It's, things going to be going up. Um, New Mexico State plus the seven with the little sprinkle on there too. I think they could maybe 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 pull out a win. Um, so I'll probably put 20% of my unit sprinkle there. And then ending the day with uh, Memphis plus 10. Um you know, Memphis is a team that beat Houston twice. They look really good. Um, you know, Houston looked really good yesterday. So we, uh, you know, we like, uh, and then also Scott really likes this. Larry Brown, team. Larry Brown, Larry Brown. Got 155 under. Corporate governance, right? Uh, fundamental analysis. So the way we do this here is we pick games using business financial uh, processes. Fundamental analysis within fundamental analysis is corporate governance. Who's coaching the team? who's the athletic director. Larry Brown is the head strategist coach of the Memphis Tigers. Penny Hardaway, I think Wallace, Rashid Wallace is the coach of the post guys at Memphis. These are guys that won an NBA title. Rashid Wallace is perennial all-star, great player. He knows how to play basketball. To me, it's almost a gift here. They have depth. And they've been saving plays. Remember, Andy Reid, we talk about Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. They saved plays 
for division games in the playoffs. Larry Brown does the same thing, and he's the head coach, right? So right, and I you know, and you know the and you know that staff has probably gotten less than no sleep. You know, Larry Brown's breaking down the tape over and over again, trying to find some weakness, and he's probably found a couple that he can exploit in Gonzaga. The man's so. eighty-two years old. Yeah. You know, my dad can't sleep, right? He's 87. And still, to this day, 87 years old, there's 300 people that go every Sunday to listen to what my dad has to say still at 87, you know? Uh, makes him feel guilty when he calls me. Right. Like, oh, other people are listening to him. All right, so what, what are the three over-unders that you're focusing on, Scott? So the Bell and North Carolina one um, is going to, is an under for me. Um, and Chad pushed me that way because if you look at the early games in the NCAA tournament, especially the first tip offs, they've been right. low scoring defensive games. So I like that under Gonzaga Memphis. I like that as an under too. I, I think that as you just explained, the Memphis staff will have some defensive ex exploitation of Gonzaga's offense that will lead to that game staying in the under. And in the first half, Gonzaga did not break away from the, the 16 seed. So I, I think that's yeah. going to happen again. And Memphis is not, is not a team that can put up 75, 80 points consistently in any game. They scored 50, 50s against Boise. So that leads me to believe that this is going to be a lower scoring game. And Memphis knows that. So Memphis might play a little bit of slowdown type of game. Plus, they played Houston in their conference championship, and that was a 72-57 game. So that's another reason why I lean toward Memphis only getting a, as high as the mid-60s, if possible. Memphis and can the, win this game, folks. They could very easily win the game. They, they're going to cover the spread for sure. I agree right. with Chad. Um, but in terms of, you know, scoring-wise, I see a lower scoring game in that type of game. Um, and the UCLA game, I see that as a lower-scoring game, too. I think both teams are going to play in the 50s. I think it's going to be slow down. Um, you know, so I think the tendency in this NCAA tournament has been a lot of teams have been playing a little bit slower down, a little bit, you know, like TCU Seton Hall last night. Complete slowdown, complete shutdown, no offense at all in that game. Mm. So, um, you know, th these teams are conducive to playing defensive-style type of games instead of exploding on offense. So yeah. I don't especially, think you see anybody hit 90 today. Yeah, yeah especially I really don't. two games in three days, you know, these, yeah. these, you know, they're not. And, and a lot of these games have been down to the wire end of game and overtime. And those, those kids are going to be tired, especially in North Carolina or Baylor who only play seven teams that play seven, maybe an eighth, very um, few minutes. are going to be tired today. Nope. And tomorrow. So, all right, guys, I got to hop off, man. Good stuff. All right, Chad. Let, let you guys finish up. All right, take care. All right. So, those are those are the final words. Uh, yep. Dylan Kelly is joining us on uh, Podbean here live. Got any questions, Dylan, before we close? Any questions, Dylan? Any questions? I just think if you're betting today, look for lower scoring type of games. I think there's going to be a lot of defense. Uh, rebounding has come to the forefront in these games. I see a lot of teams rebounding the ball very well. So, Yeah, no, it's awesome to rebound. If you watch the games, especially because when we look at statistics, uh, uh, 
Dylan's like, let's have a day. <laughs> Very possible. Yeah, and me and Dylan have talked on the Twitter stream that he created and well, whoever created. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he likes UCLA today. I it looks like on the money line. Yeah, I like I like UCLA on the money line. Yeah. Um, definitely UCLA on the money line. Definitely the under. And yep. the statistics, analytics does not work. I'm be, I'm be, I'm beginning to believe that analytics don't work in basketball. Mm-hmm. I know they do not work in football. Yeah. They work 100% in baseball. Right? Yeah. Got it from the horse's mouth, people that, you know, math majors at MIT. So there's key statistics, though, that are very important. And for sports betting, for college basketball betting, offensive rebounding yeah. is a great statistic for betting on college basketball games and the enjoyment of watching it. Because if you go to Ken Palm, right, and you look at, uh, you know, Murray State, and you see that they're a lot better offensive rebounding team than St. Peter's, as you're watching the game, <laughs> watching uh, Murray State get the offensive rebound, it's a lot more yep. enjoyable. Yep. And, and another team, they're not on the slate today, but they are tomorrow. They're playing the, the first game. Houston, R- really good offensive rebounding team. They, uh, they know where to, you know, Samson has taught them where the shot goes, you know, where to step in for offensive rebounds. Michigan State, great defensive rebounding team. Last right. night proved against Davidson. Oh, uh, I mean, exact that one in the game against Davidson. Yes. At one point. But the yeah. fact that they locked down the boards and offered the rebound won them that game last night. Right. Uh, they were not great Davidson. Looking. Davidson played fantastic all year. They did. Long, they did. All year yeah. long. And really I would, if I were to talk to coach at uh, Davidson, it's a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. They did a great job because they play great, but when you get the elite level, they needed more yeah. hydration. They needed more, whether it's another biscuit for breakfast, that, that little bit, man. Hey, the very little margin between Davidson losing in the first round and making a final four run because yeah. there's a lot of talent on the Michigan State team and they had them beat, you know? Yeah. If you, if you look at the NCAA this year, there's not a ton of explosive teams. There's a lot of consistent teams right across the board. And that's going to, that's going to get you a little bit further this year because of the, not a lot of explosive teams. So if you just stay consistent and Michigan state's a good defensive team um, and Houston's good on both sides of the ball, I'm really high on Houston. I, I think Houston can make a run here, but they yeah, the front of four last year. Yeah, and their depth. Who knows what they, you know, it's going to kill them. It, it's going to probably get them in the game here soon. But um, but I like Houston a lot. They got up big on UAB yesterday, and they just kept them at arm's length and kept, kept them away from making a run. So all that's right. the team you got to look at. But I, I think we're on. I think we're on it all, on all these games today. I think Chad Chad's right, you know, in the over-unders, so. All right, so uh, we'll finish with this. Whoever uh, joined the live stream, if you have any questions, let us know. Um, I'll put my Twitter on here. If you have any questions, feel free uh, to ask. You get a lot of questions during the day. Yep. And uh, we always close with Winston Churchill. Zelensky is walking the streets like Winston Churchill. Uh, You know, to prove Hitler wasn't not, you know, to kind of intimidation tactic to Hitler. Hey, I'm not afraid of you. Go ahead. You're going to bomb me. I'm walking the streets. Come on. 
Zelensky's doing the same thing to Putin. But he has a no-fly zone, which is the S-300, right? The whole no-fly zone is most for the S-300 is a, is a no-fly zone. Here, yeah. we're giving stuff away. We're civilians. <laughs> uh, Winston Churchill said, you make a life, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give, right? Somebody said, oh, you stole that from Virgin River. I'm like, no, I stole it from myself, British litmage. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast and everybody on that live stream Twitter. Thank you for listening as well. And feel free to reach out to any of us. We are a wealth of information. That's why this one cost us $800 and that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just shit in the work. That's why...